Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. How deep. How are you? Hope you're well. It's Tutel Nuwana. It's 1029 ESPN Radio. Hour number two. Set to go. Rock and roll here on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, we appreciate you being along with us. If you missed anything in the first hour, including our conversation with Chad German, the offensive line coach at the University of Montana, Go ahead and check it out on the podcast. You Tell Nuana's podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. It's available all the time, and it is there thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank, your local bank. No, no, no. Let's back this up. The stream, so 
1029ESPN.com also. That's where you listen live. See, we want to keep things in real time, and then we got to keep things in post time for people who are like me and a little late to everything. If you're in real time, you're an early rise, you want to be on the edge of it, you catch it on the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to listen on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can check out the podcast anytime you would like it. That's one reason I love it, because it's just always there. Boys and girls, it's there thanks to Alpine Touch and Blackfoot. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the subject of our senior spotlight. He's a uh, just-now-graduated senior from Bozeman High School by way of Huntley Project and will next year be enrolling at the University of Montana and be a member of the Grizzly football team. Asher Croy joining us. Asher, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing well, and uh, we're excited to have you on here. Here's the good news. Uh, you had a full football season, and you had a very successful football season. The bad news, yeah. you didn't get to do the track part of this thing, so we're going to cover all of this. But uh, let's talk about football, man. Your, your father, a former Grizz, he was the head coach at Huntley Project. You go in, you go to Bozeman there for your senior year. You play at the AA level, and it's Bozeman versus Butte in Aranchi Stadium for the state championship. Coulter and I were on the sidelines of that game, and uh, – well, you went off, my man. Three hundred thirty-three yards and a state championship to boot. What do you remember about that night? Um, not much to be honest. I was so I just remember being so nervous before the game, and I just kind of went by so fast. Like, I normally remember everything extremely well, but just trying to remember specific plays, everything that night is always <laughs> for me. But no, I'm definitely one of my better memories for sure when you were uh, you, you actually met ryan and i for a minute i know he was kind of in the middle of uh he already said he didn't remember anything <laughs> why are you gonna do this to it was in the middle guy? of the celebration but it was fun grabbing you and your dad for a quick little interview but making the 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 change and, and uh you know yeah, taking the risk to, to move from huntley project which has been a great program to to bozeman and, and you know, not play for your dad as the head coach anymore. I know your dad came over to Bozeman too and helped out on the staff and everything with Coach Weshy. But then to have it stamped with a state championship, what did that mean to you? Oh, that meant everything, especially to, to both me and dad. I mean, we've been through a lot over at Huntley, several years of tough issues. Got beat over in the six season to finally finish off my career and I know he wasn't that coach but that was his first title he'd ever as a coach or even player too but that just meant that meant so much to us because we put in so many hours weight room off season like that was just that was definitely something we'll take pride in sure but yeah Asher Croy joining us, uh, subject of our senior spotlight. I know we're having a little bit of phone trouble, so we're trying to uh, try get that signal strengthened up here a little bit. And, Asher, you uh, uh, were a, a great track athlete as well, 4 by 100-meter uh, sprinter at Huntley Project there, and you didn't get a chance to do that this year, obviously, because nobody did. But what what uh, what was it going to be like, do you think, for you in your senior year and and uh, and being at a new place to sprint? When you found out, man, this the season's over, the season's not happening at all, and the school year is kind of being done remotely now. What was that like for you to kind of go through that at the end? Um, I mean, track's never been my 
favorite sport by any means. It's always been kind of love-hate. I'm not a big fan of just running, not much else, but it was, it was still kind of disappointing to hear that because I also love to compete, and I thought this was a great challenge for me, especially at the AA level, sprinting and all that. The competition just was significantly better, so I was really looking right. forward to that challenge. And I had a good coach, and I was hoping I could maybe get a little bit faster and see where I was at there, but... I mean, ultimately, it wasn't what meant to be, so yeah, I've made the most of the situation we do have. Yeah. Asher Croy joining us. He's the subject of our senior spotlight, the senior spotlight presented by Blaine McElmary and McElmary Homes, as well as Mike Nugent from Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Asher, it's interesting, though, because I'm sure that you did, you were a guy that did track because you wanted to chase the football dreams, right? So, I mean, how much do you think – even if you didn't love it, it, it probably helped you in your recruiting. How much do you think it did help you, though? I mean, what sort of things did you learn in track that maybe helped you get a shot to play Division One football? Oh, yeah, I think it helped me a ton, especially my junior year. Because I know that's the big question mark a lot of colleges had told me they had was they weren't sure about my speed. And then I shaved almost half a second off of my 100 time. We got down to 11.3, and once that happened, that definitely helped my stock a lot. And, you know, I mean... Same thing for, like, both track and wrestling. I both did to help make me a better football player. What sort of stuff have you been doing these last couple of months? Because I'm sure that, you know, you've had to, to kind of get creative to be able to stay in shape and get yourself ready for when you report to the Grizzlies. So what, what sort of things have mm-hmm. you been up to these last couple of months just workout-wise? Well, I've actually been extremely lucky because i got a, I got a friend who has a nice garage setup. He's got a power clean platform, squat rack, bench, plenty of – so I've I've lucked out there. That was, so I've been lifting just like normal for the past couple months, five days a week. And then I found a couple hills to run. We've got our turf field, but I've been technically not supposed to there. So every now and then sneak over the fence, just get some work in there. But I've found yeah, finding stuff to do to get better for football or just prepare has not been very hard at all. Well, good that you could find some hills. You know, it's better than if we were in Nebraska and then you'd be in a real yeah. tough spot. You know what I mean? You're able to find them there yeah. at least. Uh, Asher Croy joining us. Uh, just graduated now from Bozeman High School. Going to play for the University of Montana. His uh, college career. Asher, your father, Guy, uh, a great Grizzly football player. Was there any option for you other than going to the University of Montana? There actually was. There was a lot of options because... Well, kind of. My dad has always been neutral, or not always, but once how came back though is kind of when he started pushing the Grizz hard. But I mean, he was always he always let me know it's completely up to me, and even I knew that. Like I'd always been a Grizz fan my whole life, but kind of in the middle of high school, I kind of realized I can't be a fan anymore, and I have to start <laughs> opening my my mind up to everything. But. Okay, well, but that's interesting, right? Because if, if it is that, you know, you and your your, your dad are going to take, like, a, a long, sober look and, like, what is going to be the best thing for you now, mm-hmm. here and now? And it still, uh, for you, ultimately came down to going to the University of Montana. So what was it compared yeah. to other places that you, you know, maybe had an opportunity to go? You're obviously in Bozeman that, that uh, you where you said, yeah, I'm, this, is, this, is, this is the one. I mean, came down to a couple big things to me. Like halfway through my football season, I still didn't really have much of an idea. But like I said, I loved Bozeman so much, the town itself, and 
so for a while there, I thought I was going to be going the other way. But this, the staff up at Missoula really took the time to recruit me harder. They made me feel like I was not only, like, wanted up there, but, like, I could actually make a big difference and that, like, I'm needed almost. So that just made me feel really good. And, of course, like, I kind of wanted to be like my dad at the end of the day and go follow his footsteps. But, no, I just I love the coaching staff up there. I love the culture. I think this is definitely a team that's going to be on the rise for a while. Do you get any pressure? Because there's been some Huntley Project guys lately. I, I know that you've been with Bozeman this last year, but a lot of Huntley guys lately that have gone to Montana State and also some Bozeman Hawks have gone to Montana State too. So what did you think of this, the dynamic of some of your former teammates or I guess current teammates going on the other side? What do you imagine it'll be like playing against some of those guys? Oh, I look forward to it a lot. I mean, I haven't really talked to <laughs> The two only project guys that are at MSU I haven't talked to for a while. They were kind of one of my jobmen anyways was before my time. But right. Like Ryan Simpson and Chris Brown, they were both Bozeman Hawks are at the Grizz right now, and they definitely recruited me a little bit or pushed for me to go there a lot harder than the Bozeman and Huntley guys at MSU. And I got one of my other teammates from the project to go into the Grizz with me, and he was also really wanting me to go there. So that, that didn't affect me too much, but I always love playing against my friends. Asher, I think the average now is a nine times kids change their majors throughout their college <laughs> career. I think it's up to nine now. Oh, wow. Do you have, uh, do you have though, uh, an idea of you know what you think you might want to study or take a look at while you're uh, in Missoula? Yeah, I got a solid idea. I think I'm going to major in history. I mean, not in stone yet, but I've always loved history and geography. Like, substantially more than any other class that's taken. Like, I'm not a math guy, not a science guy. The only issue I'm having right now is there's not not a whole lot of options for a history degree, but I'm fairly confident that's that's the route I'll be taking. What is your what what about history? Like, it, 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 the subject in general is is obviously a crucial one and a great one. But do you have a, a, a historical time period place that you really like? You know, get excited about that you have liked studying and learning about? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, military history to me is the best. I don't I don't know why. Ever since a young age, just like battles and things like that have always captivated me. Like whenever we go back east. Visiting like Gettysburg, Yorktown, like that stuff always just excites me so much. Like geography too, like I can, I made an effort this year and I can name every country in the world, like every single one. This man, I don't know. I just when COVID's <laughs> over, I'm giving you a hug, Asher. That's it. Okay, that's right. what I'm this is Ryan's about. claim to fame this too. Is, uh, name every country. Now there's two guys in Missoula, right. Montana that can do it. You better, you guys better not go to the same party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Good for you. Hey, Sporkle. Have you heard about Sporkle? You ever on there? I've, I've not. Okay. Sporkle.com is where you go. It's all trivia. It's just a giant trivia website, and they got the maps, the whole geography thing. I'm telling you, this is my gift from me to you, okay? When you're not <laughs> lifting, when you're not power cleaning, you can go to Sporkle, and you can brush up on your geography, Okay. Oh, yeah, I already got kind of something like that, jetpunk.com. That's, that's how I learned it. Which one? Jetpunk.com. Jetpunk. 
jetpunk.com. Yeah. I'm writing it down right now. Look at all the free pub that we're giving out to the websites here. This is pretty good. Uh, Zoom has gotten a lot of pub recently. Did you see this? Uh, yeah. This is for you and Coulter, by the way. The two founders of Zoom, they just joined the Billionaires Club. I bet you they yeah, did. I yeah, mean, pretty good. The only, the the only people that benefited from the corona was the Zoom guys. Well, I'm yeah, sure. and also Bezos, because that's how it well, is. Right. That's what, the way his life no, goes. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Ash, we'll get you out of here on this. What are you most excited for for these next several years? What are you most excited for coming to the University of Montana and playing for the Grizzlies? Oh, well, that's actually a great question. I, I'm, I'm kind of just excited for the whole experience, like right now, being an incoming freshman. I'm just, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to compete and work my way up the depth chart and, like, team workouts, all that. I'm just so excited for, like, the dorm life campus like I, I love it up there i'm really excited to actually live there now but you know, there's so many aspects that i'm really looking forward to definitely outweigh all the things i'm not looking forward to but yeah at blackfoot communications we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. Well, Asher, we appreciate you being with us. We appreciate you being our senior spotlight. Congratulations on just an exemplary uh, season, a state championship, 300 and change with three touchdowns in a state championship game. That's that's an all-time performance, my man. And uh, we we, uh, we enjoy yeah, watching you. you do it. And we'll look forward to uh, you playing football in, uh, in Missoula, Montana for your football career and uh, track you then, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thank you. You bet. Asher Croy. Uh, as he said, it wasn't all him, certainly, and that was the case. I mean, they 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 made holes and he was open, but I'll tell you what, he didn't he didn't miss once, man. Every time, he, thir- I mean, really, thirty three carries, three hundred thirty three yards, three touchdowns. Do you get more trifecta yeah, yeah. symmetry than this? I mean, that's incredible. What 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 a day! And he was he was unstoppable. I mean, there was just no answers for Butte in that football game for him. I, I thought uh, I thought our conversation off the top with Chad Gerber and if you missed it check it out on the podcast you know I asked him the question I've been asking everybody that cares for a long time what happened to the the prolific nature of offensive lineman prospects in Montana and we've talked about the declining populations on the eastern side of the state we've talked about you know a variety of different things everybody in Montana is running a lot more spread concepts now it's just different coaches there's different values that are promoted to kids but I thought coach Gerber's answer so many big guys either don't play football or if they do play football, that's all they play. Mm. thought that was very interesting because I was thinking about it. Bozeman's offensive line I thought was so impressive blocking in that game for Asher Croy. Mm-hmm. But when I hearken back to those guys, they are good players. They are they ha- I thought their center, their right tackle, and their left tackle were all 6'3", 6'4". They were all 275, 285 pounds. But I think the only Thomas Walkup who's going to Montana Tech uh, wrestled. And everybody else, I don't think they played other sports. Mm. And so then... They're really good right now. What's their upside, though? And I think that's what Coach Sherman was getting at. They're trying to recruit guys with massive amounts of upside. But that brings me full circle to what I, about Asher Croy. He has a ton of upside because he only played 
quote-unquote big school football for one year, and he got better and better and better. I watched him two weeks before the state championship game against Sentinel in the playoffs, and he was good, but then he was outstanding in the championship game. But as he followed his season, he went from uh, trying to find his feet, playing the double-A level, to adequate, to great, to legend. Yeah, And I think that when you talk about like the track times, he mentioned it kind of in passing. I mean, he went from his his sophomore year slash the beginning of his junior year, he was running like 11, 9, 12-second hundreds. That's nowhere close to being elite fast. It's plenty fast for a guy that's big like him. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a big kid. I mean, he's 6'1", 210. 12 seconds, you know, you're moving pretty good. But to go from 11, 9, like what was his, the meat of his the first meet of his junior year to 11-3, to save more than half a second off, that's amazing. That takes so much hard work, but also takes such blossoming athletic talent. I think the kid has a ton of upside. They listed him as a linebacker when they signed him. I don't know if that's going to stick. Mm. He didn't play much defense last year. I To me, he's a natural running back because of both his size and speed, but also his vision. He's got great burst before and through the hole. I, th- I, just, I think he's one of those guys where you're talking about upside. He's got a ton of potential. He he never stopped getting better last year after raising up multiple levels of competition. To me, that's the kind of guy I want to continue to develop. I think he's a really good get for for Montana because I do, I do know you know we talk about who wanted who, and a lot of times the fan bases on either side say, oh, we didn't want him anyways, we didn't recruit him anyways. Sometimes that's actually true. The other school didn't recruit him. Both schools recruited Asher Croy. Yep. Both schools wanted Asher Croy. Uh, I think it's a good get for Montana. And uh, you know, even though he did miss his. Senior track season, I think that uh, the fact that he gets to carry on and continue to play, it's it's cool for him and cool for his family. Asher Croy, the subject of our senior spotlight. We do the senior spotlight at the 5 o'clock hour every Thursday. Try and give some shine to those kids who maybe didn't get to have a season. He got to have his football season, not his uh, uh, track season, but also uh, just kind of tip of the cap to all the seniors and uh, the athletes around the state. And there's some great ones, and Asher, the most recent. The senior spotlight brought to us by Blaine McElmurray of McElmurray Homes and... Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Play McElmurray, he's kind of similar to Asher Croy. He's a Class B athlete, grew up in Troy, Montana, but he knows exactly what it takes to make it at the top level. He's an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 95 National Championship team before spending half a dozen years playing in the NFL. Play McElmurray has used those values of hard work with his endeavor in McElmurray Homes, Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company. Since 2003, McElmurray Homes has helped construct and subcontract some of Missoula's finest homes. McElmurray Homes is committed to offering quality customer service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. McElmurray Homes also proud supporters of high school athletics around the state of Montana. And Mike Nugent for Berkshire Hathaway, the world of real estate, it continues to evolve, and that's more tr- more true now than ever. If you're a longtime Missoulian that's looking to upgrade or downsize, this might be your best time yet to sell. But if you're in a position to buy something new today, this might be the time where you can buy the best investment of your life. Either way, Mike Nugent is an expert when it comes to both residential and commercial real estate. He and the professionals at Berkshire Hathaway and Missoula have all your answers. To find out what Mike can do for you, give him a call today, 531-1802. That's 531-1802. And Mike Dudra reminds you to remember, every question is good to ask. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. 
That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Welcome back to Tell and Nuanas. Happy to be with you on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks for being there. We appreciate all of you. At Gus Tutel, that's me. At 1029 ESPN, that's the station. At Skyline Sports MT, that is Coulter and all that you ever needed to know about the Big Sky Conference there at SkylineSportsMT.com on the website. And at, well, no, no, no. Okay. SkylineSportsMT.com, the website. At SkylineSportsMT on the Twitter. That's how we do it, right? Very Get good. Both. Okay. Do you have any others? At Coulter underscore Nuanas. Yeah, but do you have a Instagram for Skyline or something like that? Yeah, we do. I don't know what it is. My brother runs all that stuff. Right. You just write. Just just don't just leave me alone. I mean, I'll, I'll fully admit that I am an epic failure when it comes to the promotion of our business on social media. <laughs> Anybody that wants to do some analytics and uh, send me a bid, I'll hire you because God knows I will never figure it out. It's uh, I'm good at the Twitter machine, though. You are good at the Twitter machine, man. Absolutely. Linking people in that way, for sure. That's easy, though, because that's providing information rather than shameless self-promotion. Well, you know, it's not exactly shameless. If I always think to myself, man, that person's good at promoting themselves. And then I think, man, that makes me nauseous. Les, here we go. Let me just hold this go. up, boys go. and girls. 2020 EB Craney Award winners for sports coverage. Tutel and Nuwana is the best sports coverage in the state of Montana for a count of one, two, third time. Bang. Okay, that's the Bang. award right there. Thank you to the Montana Broadcasters Association. I'd like to thank the committee. I'd like to thank uh, my wife, my parents, my children, all the folks that helped me along the way to get to where I am sitting atop the perch and the roost that I sit. How's that for shameless self-promotion very good you ready for a blind side buddy i'm ready for it okay it's your turn i gave you one in the first uh hour about boxing now this is where coulter returns the favor i have no idea what he's going to ask me uh or what he wants to talk about so here we go coulter the floor is yours rock and roll it's a very straightforward very open-ended question okay what is the greatest false narrative and or biggest misperception that exists in the collective world of sports conversation that routine is important. <laughs> Do you want to explain this to people again? 
No, I mean that wouldn't be the one I pick. It's 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 on the top. It's of so my contradictory, head. considering you just went to bat for boxing for fifteen minutes. Think those guys don't have a routine? Think that's not important? You're confusing the the word routine as I'm using it with something like preparation or working out or getting ready. Certainly you do those things. But I'm talking about the absolutely have to do 10 jumping jacks at 11.53 a.m. two hours and 19 minutes before the first pitch of your baseball game or whatever. That's the, when I talk about routine, I'm talking about it has to be identical, exactly the same every single day or else you're off. That's crazy. The biggest false narrative in sports, man. I mean, yeah, you didn't do me a very big favor in terms of narrowing it down a little bit. I mean, what's what's a misperception that jumps to your mind right away? Um, do you need like an example to guide you? You know, one. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go down that road. I, I, I'll say this: I think that one misperception that people have, not just collegiate athletics athletics in general professional athletics is that uh fans think it's way more fun than it is hmm um it it actually is is quote unquote just work uh i think it's fun to win i think there's an enjoyment wait so you think you say fans think it's more fun to be a player Yes. Oh, that's absolutely true. The, the, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but most players that play Division One don't think it's fun at all. Exactly. Like most, a large number. That's right. That's right. And that that's that's what I'm saying. Like the the act of being an athlete, and whether it's a collegiate or professional athlete, there are fun moments, and playing the games I think is fun, but or or fun at least to an extent, but. It isn't the fun that you think that it is because, you know, as a, as a fan and the enjoyment that you're having doing the thing. Now, there's a lot that goes with it, especially at the professional level. There's social status. There's money. There's, you know, uh, 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 a lifestyle, other, uh, you know, et cetera. But in order for it to be truly enjoyable, you have to be a little bit left to center if you are an athlete, man, because it is an absolute grind and it's a ton of work. Uh, somebody was interviewing Danny Carey. Oh, this was my brother-in-law. In fact, was he was he was in a um, yeah in in a in a you know a a, a meeting in a, in a classroom setting basically with Danny Carey, who's the drummer from Tool, and he is regarded by many as perhaps the best drummer on earth. Certainly, rock rock drummer at this point in time. He's about as good as it gets. Okay. And artists, right, are thought of as being, you know, these sort of eternally creative people and just always, you know, just, you know, it sort of comes to them and they pump it out there. And he said, look, man, you know what? This is work. Like, I do this. This is my job. Being a drummer is the job that I have. And I sit down and I play and I really work at it. And, and again, it doesn't mean that it's not fun. Not necessarily, but also there's a there's a whole bunch of it that isn't just like, oh, you know, I I felt inspired because I saw some you know some sunset somewhere and I went and you know started hitting my drum set, you know it it's it's just a ton of work to get good and then even you know the grind of 
You know, what if you're what if you're an athlete that doesn't meet expectations, right, or something like that? It's one of the weirdest things I, I've I, that you go through covering guys. So is when guys, especially especially guys that are f- like guys that are from Montana that play in Montana, or guys that are from Montana that leave Montana and then come back to Montana mm-hmm. to play. It's such a bizarre set of expectations. You know, I mean, I, one of my best friends in the whole world is a guy who went and played in the Pac-12 and then came back to Montana, and he had a great career all the way around. He started in the Pac-12. He's got a picture in his house of him blocking a shot of Russell Westbrook. He's got another picture of him in his house hitting a three-pointer in Hassan Adams' face. And he came to Montana, and he, and he was a two-year starter, averaged 10 or 11 points per game. And there was always this lingering, well, man, I mean, we thought this guy was going to be an All-American. And it's like sometimes the expectations are the 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 – the overwhelming shadow. We've talked about this with the Lady Grizz program for a, the last couple of years. The biggest hurdle the Lady Grizz have is emerging from the shadow that is created by their success, living up to the expectations that have already been established within the program. It's the biggest challenge that they have. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's the biggest, quote, false narrative or whatever, but that's certainly a misconception. It is, it's disappointing. Uh, uh, what do I, I want to say? I don't know. It is it's it's disproportionate to uh, the way fans see sports and the joy that 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 we get when we watch sports and the fun of it and the excitement of it. Like that is, uh, you know, that is actually the, the the exceedingly small portion of sports for athletes who are doing this as either professional or quasi professional. Here's one for you to consider. Okay. This is obviously position position specific, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions among the average sports fan is that you have to be huge to play in the NFL. Hmm. You don't. In fact, half of the league is not huge. They are certainly strong and fit and buff, but there's there's very few wide receivers that are over six foot two, two hundred pounds. Most receivers are between 5'11 and 6'1, between 185 and 200 pounds. Most safeties are 5'10 to 6 feet, 190 to 200. Cam Chancellor is an anomaly. Most safeties look like Eric Berry. Yeah. Most corners, you know, are, are six feet. Now we've gotten to the point, too, where the 6'5 quarterback is sort of an anomaly, too, because. Half the good quarterbacks in the league are six two or shorter, and like three of the five best ones are six feet or shorter. Yeah, and so I just think that a lot of people think, well, man, you got to be so big to play in the NFL. You do have to be so big to play defensive tackle. But who's probably the smallest starting defensive tackle in the league? The best one, Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald is six foot one and a half, two hundred eighty pounds. Two eighty is a that's big, but he's not, you know. Anthony Adams, six five, three fifty. You know, he's not Snacks Ferguson. Yeah. Zach Harrison, excuse the, me. Uh, you're right. You I mean, have to be huge to play on the lines. There's no question. And you have to be abnormally big and tough to play linebacker. But there's so many dudes that are just six foot, 195 pound dudes in the NFL. Just six foot, 195, <laughs> right. 4'3'5. Right. I mean, well, and it's not even that. That's the other misperception, though, too. Because most, most, most of the fastest guys ever at the combat are also not the best players. No, that, that I mean the, the that, best. The, the honestly, the best receivers, unless your name is Julio Jones, are the guys that run four five, because they it's it's all about separation, spatial awareness, things like that. I understand, but like again, 
four five, like we take it for granted sure. so fast. Like I mean, I, I, no, no, I, I make fun of myself all the time. Okay, I, I, I got a bad foot. Okay, I can't really run. Okay, I understand that. You know what that is? Average. That's what I am. I'm average. <laughs> sure. You put me up there on You're a forty. Also forty. I am a. I'm almost forty, <laughs> and if I ran a forty, I mean, <laughs> it's it's probably. Maybe maybe I could do it in seven seconds. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I know, I know, I know. You you're know, not. I know you're not. I know you're not. I, I know if you're I really not. like did did it and went to do it, like I could probably, you know, six and a half, seven seconds. Okay, so like, okay, I have a, like a mild handicap. Fine. You, yeah. No. You think, could you go sub six? Yeah, I could go sub six. I could not go sub five five though. I'm for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I might I might. I might, I might bet the over on the six. Mm, I got better fast switch than you think, and I also run a lot more than you think. I my uh, my fat appearance belies I've, my actual no, physical no, fitness level. No, that's not true. I've watched you run, and I've seen. No, like, you've never seen me sprint though. You've never seen me put my hand in the dirt and explode. I mean, I that is true. I have seen you explode. And, and as weird as I am, <laughs> I still do speed workout stuff. Fairly often. Okay, I'm the biggest issue for most people is that like you have literally not broken into a full sprint in years. Well, that's fully not, exerting yourself. That's not true. It just people didn't know that's what it was. <laughs> no, I'm talking like you stretch it out before you're actually going to sprint this yeah. thing. I, I mean, there, there's a good chance I don't get ten yards down the field and pull a blame right there. I mean, if I actually went for it like that, but all I'm saying is the the. You are right. People would be well. All I'm saying often is, surprised at how normal looking in appearance. Like you just, you know, you got your, you're exactly. standing there. You don't have your shirt off. You know, you're just there in your in your jeans and your jacket, and you go, well, "You're an all pro football player." Yep. Because I guess what they got their superheroes. They got a lot of things you can't see right there. Nobody knows yep. that Clark is it Clark Kent. Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's the exact opposite for NBA guys, though. Hundred like, percent. You cannot be in the NBA. There's like maybe ten guys in the NBA that aren't the biggest freak specimens walking on the the planet. I mean, you can almost name every sub six foot NBA player that's ever played. I mean, Allen Iverson, JJ Barea, Muggsy Bogues, Spud Webb. Now, I'm not saying there aren't others. Certainly, there are. But I mean, that's. Yeah, I might be halfway home. I mean, the NBA is 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 dumb. These guys. Yeah, I think what uh, they're, I think what that the uh, I think of. the only sub. I gotta really go through the catalog real quick. I think the only sub six foot guy in the NBA Hall of Fame is Tiny Archibald, Nate Archibald, and he's five foot eleven. Hmm. Well, it, is Allen Iverson not in? Allen Iverson six feet tall. He ain't though. But yeah, I know. and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. He hasn't been retired long enough. Come on. By the way, speaking of. I mean, Alan Iverson's going in the Hall of Fame. Don't stress out about that. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not going to stress He might out already have that. already been, actually. But let's talk about this on the other side. Speaking of retirements, one big-time retirement today. We'll get and to that. He is in the Hall of Fame. I'm incorrect. We I'm will sorry. get to that right after this. Coulter, you and I got a chance to go to the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort. We played round of golf, CDA Resort. CDAResort.com if you're looking for it. It is... Uh, it's as enjoyable uh, uh, a round of golf as you're going to find. If you have a friend uh, uh, who likes golf and you want to do them, well, a big, big solid, 
Get them around a golf at the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort. If you like to golf well, it's a great experience and it's a real memory. You can go, you know, with uh, with families, father, son, mother, daughter, whatever it might be, husband, wife. You go over there, you stay in the hotel, you go play, and uh, you come back. You ride a Stancraft boat, a great wooden twin screw, beautiful boat out on the uh, 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 Lake Coeur d'Alene over to the golf course. What was your favorite part about golfing at uh, the Coeur d'Alene Golf Course when we went, Coulter? Well, first of all, playing with you. Oh, thank you. It's very sweet. Um, I think that I enjoyed going, uh, having, having a match play that was t- tied six skins mm, up for grabs. And yeah. then uh, there's, a, there's a par five. I'm trying to remember the number. I believe it's either number 12 or number 13. The creek runs yeah. along the left side. Yeah. And then it turns into a moat around In the front. green. Yeah. With the lake on the right side. Yeah, it's 11. And it's a, it's one where even if you smash your drive, which that was one of the few holes that I did, and you have to you have to play strategic golf. So yes, then it do. was, okay, I'm not losing this skin, so I got to hit my seven to get it right by the moat so that I have an easy wedge in. And I remember hitting on the green and getting the putt and winning the hole and getting all the skins, cutting the deficit. But there's a lot of holes like that where – the bends and where the water it comes into play, you, you have to play smart golf, and it really challenges you mentally. But also, pristine course. If you do play smart golf, it rewards you because you're always going to have a wonderful life. That's right. You're, if you stick it on the green, it's going to roll true. It's a it's a pretty sweet place to be. So go check it out over there in Coraline. It's people forget it's only two hours. From That's right. Here. It's very close, and uh, and uh, again. If you're uh, if you're going on a road trip, cruising around, leaving, you know, maybe you're in maybe you're in Baker, then it's more than two hours from you. But if you're heading that way, you might as well stop. It's a great place and an epic location on Lake Coeur d'Alene. CDAResort.com again online. CDAResort.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. Welcome back to Telling the Wanda's 1029 ESPN Radio, wrapping up a Thursday. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate it when you do that. Thanks for listening there on the Two Telling the Wanda's podcast. It is there thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Um, Coulter, uh, two things here. First of all, tomorrow is the radio host that precedes us last day, Will Kane. Finishes his run at ESPN tomorrow. Are we going to have to do like a thing when we come on right after his last deal? I mean, I don't know what you're getting at. I don't think it matters. Okay, good. So, no, you don't have to do I mean, a thing. I don't think that I mean, Will Kane is really lighting up the airwaves in Missoula, Montana. I mean, I don't know why you're saying it like that. I mean, you know. I, I respect Will Kane's tactics. I hate his takes. Won't okay. miss him when he's gone. So this is this is a personal issue. Oh no! I mean, okay. I don't know, man. Here's I mean, my, how far down you already driving me down the rabbit hole no, all no, week long. Don't, 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 don't. 
Here's the other thing. Uh, Vince Carter mm. retired today. Vince Sanity finally Officially said uh, on a uh, podcast on The Athletic that he uh, will not be playing professional basketball again. So an interesting way to go about retiring, uh, especially for a guy 22 years in the NBA, uh, Vince Carter. Is this, I mean, more years as a professional basketball player in the NBA than than not as yeah, a, a, a living, right? Yes. It's yes. incredible. So, uh, yeah. anyway. Well, no, uh, yeah, yeah, one more year because he's 43. 43, right? So 22 playing, mm-hmm. 21 not playing. What a deal that is. Uh, that's the one, man, where, like, you know, transitioning out of a professional life, you've been a professional athlete for three or four years, okay, you know, certainly there's something. If you've only ever been a professional athlete and you're in middle age now. Right. Well, and you're not 43 is middle age, but you know what I'm sure, saying. I mean, I mean, how, what do you do? And it's, even, it's even more accentuated than that, too, because Vince Carter was one of the first high school phenoms. I mean, when he was in Daytona Beach, he was he was one of the first guys that was getting attention before the McDonald's All-American game. He blew up at the McDonald's All-American game. He blew up at North Carolina. He's literally been a star since he was 15. So you're not talking just 22 years in the league. He's been on the national radar as a basketball player yeah. for almost 30 years. I believe he made the last shot, shot he ever took, though. He did. He's also the only NBA player ever to appear in at least one game in four different decades. Unbelievable. I I cannot wait to... I, I, 20 years from now, I will love to look back on Vince Carter and see the evolution of the way that he's remembered. Because I think he's had one of the most unique and uh, polarizing careers in NBA history. Mm-hmm. How many teams did he play for? Eight. He's 19th in NBA history in scoring. But, yes. he, but he never earned an All-NBA accolade. But he was also a 10-time All-Star. So, I mean, what a polarizing career. What an awesome career. Boys and girls, enjoy your Thursday. We'll finish out the week with you strong tomorrow. It's 2 new one is ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.